Mindfulness Mode, Episode 21. Forget what you think you know because you have no idea. Reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness on Mindfulness Mode with me, your host, Bruce Langford. Hey, Mindful Tribe. Thanks for the great reviews on iTunes. I'm going to read one by Birth Junkie. It says, Subscribe. So much awesome content and interesting guests. Thanks so much for joining us today. Are you working in an office? Trying to get everything done? Well, I've got something for you. A five-step challenge called Fine-Tune Your Focus. Just head on over to mindfulnessmode.com, click on Fine-Tune Your Focus, and enjoy your free videos as part of the challenge. Okay, Mindful Tribe, let's get started. I'm totally thrilled to have Anthony Hayes on the line today. Hey, Anthony, are you in mindfulness mode? Every single day of my life, Bruce. How are you today? I'm great. Anthony Hayes lives in West Palm Beach, Florida, and grew up in Yonkers. In 2008, he was a deckhand on a ship with Sea Shepherd Global, saving ocean wildlife from the treacherous Japanese whaling fleet. From 1999 to 2005, he was a DJ. Now, at one point, Anthony wrote this. He wrote, The last 10 years have encompassed some of the darkest, most trying times of my life. And going from that, Anthony has a podcast called Me, Myself, and I Radio, and he uses his podcast as a tool to inspire and provide inspiration to his audience. And I want to thank you for that, Anthony. Anthony, can you fill in the blanks? What else has been going on? What are you working on in your life right now? Well, I appreciate you having me on the show. First of all, Bruce, I'm a big fan and I love what you're doing. I, um, for the past, uh, 10 years, I've actually been writing a book and, uh, the book kind of reflects the message in my podcast. And, uh, basically what's in a, in a short, um, little snippet, what has happened in the past 10 years of my life, I've been going through, um, and living with clinical depression as well as ADHD and bouts of insomnia. So basically what I've been doing is I've been documenting this journey through writing and now for the past two years through the podcast. And uh, basically what I've been doing is just telling my story of the uh, trials and tribulations I've had to overcome and how I've gotten through it. And um, I look to inspire and help others who are going through the same situation or maybe something similar in their lives. And um, so fast forward to today, um, I'm now 31 years old. Uh, Like you said, I do live in West Palm Beach, Florida. Uh, with my girlfriend, and we also have a beautiful, almost two-year-old daughter by the name of Violet. Awesome. Two-year-old. Well, wow, she must bring a spark of excitement to your life. She does. She does so much so, uh, so, much so that um, I actually have an entire blog dedicated to just her, um, and I call that Raising Violet, the Daddy Diaries. I'll have to check that out. That sounds very interesting because I know that when my son was two years old, I mean, it just seemed like such an amazingly exciting part of our lives to see him changing and you'd learn from him. And wow, now he's 14. I'm still learning from him. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to, I wanted to find a way to, to to document those times that you just spoke of and, uh, you know, to be able to reflect on that later on in life and maybe to show Violet. Uh, one day, you know, of, of all the amazing things she's done and how much fun and how exciting it was raising her. So that's kind of the plan with that. 
Wow, it's admirable. It really is. Anthony, tell us when you started getting involved in mindfulness. When did that take place in your life? Um, I would have to say very early on in my life, unknowingly, um, because I've I've been a student of martial arts for, let's just say, a long time. And mindfulness and meditation and things, they kind of go hand in hand in the martial arts community. And um, although there's been times in my life where, you know, I kind of fell off and forget to take those moments out for myself and be more mindful, uh, it's always something I come back to. And um, I've been practicing that more and more um, every day, actually, lately, um, as I've gotten older and matured. And I realized that there's certain times in the day that you need to set aside and you need to analyze them. And I use those moments to uh, be more mindful and to, you know, find some meditation or to kind of just slow down. So I've been uh, delving into that a bit more lately. Great. I noticed you've referred to meditation a couple of times. I just wonder how you define mindfulness and if meditation is almost used interchangeably in your mind or tell us, tell us what you think of mindfulness and what it is. You know, in such a fast paced society at times, it can be easy to forget to take a moment out to hit the reset button, you know, and get a fresh perspective on things. I know I'm guilty of it. You know, now a lot of people are intimidated by the word meditate or meditation. Mm-hmm. And it's because they have this preconceived notion of, you know, hippies and, you know, monks and kung fu masters built up in their minds. But that's that's not really the case, is it? No, it isn't. And and it's true. There is There is that negative connotation that some people have. And so, you know, like it's really important, I think, to speak to the people to speak to our listeners and let you know that you know what if people call it meditation so what if people call it mindfulness i mean it's not necessarily interchangeable for everybody but it's really important not to be turned off by some of these terms i think well can you tell us anthony specific ways that mindfulness has improved your life yes uh definitely um being able to take that two or three breaths when you're feeling a little overwhelmed has been a big part of my life um, as far as being mindful and and reflecting because being a new father and a first time father, there's, you know, a lot of instances that I go through that are, it's, it's very difficult. It's a lot of first time things that I'm learning, you know, raising a a child for the first time, it can get overwhelming. You can feel a lot of pressure, um, you know, scared, you know, am I being a good parent? Is this the right thing to do? So if I'm able to step back from that for a second and able to reflect on the situation, it's going to allow me to be more patient, you know, in my home life. And then that would be my, the personal side. Then, you know, when I'm at work, I can use this also because, you know, there's always, there's always numbers to hit. There's, um, there's always situations, you know, with, with customers and, situations you have to diffuse. And if you don't have the right mindset, you're not going to be able to handle those situations as well as you normally would. Right. What do you think are the best times you spend with Violet? I would say just just watching her. It's kind of funny. I'll kind of just be sitting on the couch and I'll just be watching her run around and play. And obviously I'll be playing with her, but sometimes I'll just kind of like sit back and just watch her do her own thing. 
and uh you know she'll she'll smile and look over at me and it's just um she just gets me every time she melts my heart man yeah and she just she just feels your presence and without you even interacting with her or playing with her or whatever i mean that interaction is still there isn't it it is yeah it's like she it's like she knows i'm watching her Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, and she does. I'm sure she does. Well, you know, mindfulness, it's it's pretty amazing. It's really positive what it can do for our lives. And Mindful Tribe, I hope you've really you're really tuned in with the vibes here of Anthony that, you know, mindfulness is obviously really something that's that's a great thing in his life. But Anthony, I'm just wondering, is there another side to mindfulness? Do you ever get frustrated or do you ever get to the point where you're kind of thinking, oh, this thing I'm doing with mindfulness, it's just like a waste of time. Do you ever feel thoughts like that? Um, I would say at first everybody struggles with that because it is a difficult thing to learn. But if you're willing to put that, you know, and I always tell people that it only takes 10 minutes. If you take 10 minutes out of your day to be a little more mindful, whether it be First thing in the morning after you have your cup of coffee mm-hmm. or your tea or right before you go to bed in the evening. If you just take that 10 minutes out anytime, you can do it 10 minutes on your lunch break at work. Find a, a you know somewhat quiet space, close your eyes, concentrate on that breathing. You can do it any time of the day and I promise you that 10 minutes is going to have a huge impact on the rest of your day. Right. I'm interested in you as a podcaster, Anthony. I know there's a lot of technical aspects of it and a lot of different aspects as well, you know, interacting and talking with people, learning different things. I'm sure you've probably used mindfulness in this, but what are some of the most challenging parts of podcasting where you did use mindfulness to help you through it? That would have to be the times where I've wanted to throw my computer because I was working on something and I just couldn't quite figure it out. It was like I was almost there. I was almost finished with a, a project and I didn't save it. And then, you know, I, f- I forgot what I was doing and I came back to it and uh, I, I would get frustrated at myself. But then I would I would just think, you know, I'm lucky that I'm able to to do this because there's some people who don't have the resources or the knowledge or of the technology to be able to do these things. Um, so I like to think that I'm grateful and uh, I look, I look at it that way. Well, being grateful is, is really powerful. I find too, that it can help me through a lot of these things because I'm glad you said this about technology because I consider myself fairly good at technology, but man, there are some times that I just think, Whoa, it's crazy. Yeah, it is. Well, it's 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 an ever evolving process. Um, technology, just as life is, you know, it's it's constantly moving. And if if you become stagnant, uh, you're going to get left in the dust, man. That's what it boils down to. You always have to be learning. Absolutely. I want to talk about discipline, and you know, mindful tribe. We have challenges with discipline sometimes, and I know I get a lot of emails and questions about how you keep your discipline going in your life. Anthony, what's your take on it? How do you kind of use discipline to really make sure that you're staying on track in your life? I would say, you know, start off small. Commit something to yourself or as, as I've done, commit that 10 minutes a day. All right. So let's say you woke up late for work one morning and you weren't able to get that 10 minutes of mindfulness in in the morning. Okay. No problem. Mm-hmm. 
but make sure before the day is over, you take a few minutes and it doesn't even have to be 10. It can be five, just anything, anything to keep that repetition going, to keep that discipline going. You just, you always want to come back to that moment that you set aside for yourself and make sure you follow through because you're your most important um, thing. Right. Anthony, I know you're an ordained minister, so so you're a Christian, I take it. Uh, you're you're an ordained minister in the in the Christian faith, right? Uh, correct. It, it's it's non-denominational. Um, I have gone through periods in my life where I did attend church, you know, on a regular basis and things like that. Mm-hmm. Lately, I've been looking towards using my mindfulness and my meditation techniques, and uh, I do yoga as well. And um, I've been looking more into self than for things in the outside world to combat anything in my life that I find difficult or I need uh, some extra strength. I've been, I've been looking inward for that lately. Right. What I want to ask you is about someone who came to me and they said, I mean, we were just talking. I met this person and they said, oh, you, you do a podcast called Mindfulness something they said to me and I said yeah and they said oh I'm a Christian I wouldn't be interested in that because you know that sort of thing isn't part of what I do and meditation and all this kind of thing what would you say to a person who is a Christian who feels that mindfulness is against what they believe I would say that they're way off base um, because in any any religion or any belief or you know whatever deity that you're you believe in uh, there's always some type of reflection or prayer or chanting or, um, you know, or there's some type of mantra. So you are in one way or another using mindfulness or meditation in that faith. You know, it's sometimes it's not always about what faith you are, rather the faith that you have. And it's, it, it is, it's really for anybody. It doesn't discriminate and um, nobody should discriminate against it. Wise words, wise words, the faith you have compared to the faith you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very wise, I think. I've worked in bullying prevention quite a bit. Anthony, do you have any stories about bullying, whether you were ever bullied or someone you know or something like that that you can share with us and how mindfulness might have been able to have played a part? Um. I didn't really deal with too much bullying growing up personally. Um, none, none, that, none all too difficult that I can remember. Nothing that comes to mind. You know, we all have discrepancies and things sure. like that and misunderstandings. Um, but I think that in life, there's always going to be some type of bullying. May it be verbal, nonverbal uh, communication and even as adults, not just as children, as adults, you know, uh, I think anywhere in, in our lives, there's going, we're going to run into some type of situation that is, is going to be a little more difficult than others. Um, so being able to kind of take yourself out of the situation, because it's so easy to get all wound up and anxious and your adrenaline starts pumping when you're in these, these bullying type situations that if you're able to harness that anger and use it as strength in your mind, you can diffuse just about any situation that you're going to come into. You just got to have the right mindset. 
And that's something a lot of people struggle with. Well, that's certainly a good answer and I think really helpful for a lot of our listeners here. So I I just want to ask you this. It's four years from now. Violet comes home from school. She's in grade one and she's like, Dad, Dad, this kid was so mean to me today and they bullied me and he's been doing this and doing it and doing it. What should I do? What would you say to her? I would tell her that there's a pretty good chance that the reason why that's happening is because that young child was bullied in his or her life. And it doesn't make it right, but it's all that they know. You want to to be able to show those people compassion, you know, kill them with kindness almost because the chances are they don't know what they're doing. That's just the way they were taught or that's what they saw. So they think it's okay, even though it may not be. And to be able to show those people compassion in those situations, you may be you may end up being their friend at the end of the day. It just may take that that little ounce of just holding yourself back and really thinking about why are they treating me this way? What has been so bad in their life to make them be so spiteful? And the answer may be a lot different than you think. Yes, you're right. And it takes me back to another interview I did with Tyler Bishton, and he talked about being bullied in school and how difficult it was, but he practiced mindfulness. And and later on, he did become friends with some of the people, and he just really, really believed that the fact that he was mindful really is the reason why it didn't escalate into a bigger and more serious situation back at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. Anthony, my next questions are part of the multi-mode round. Just short 30-second answers are are perfect. Here's the first one. Who is one person who has influenced your mindfulness practice? Long-term would be my uh, my uncle, actually. He was um, a one of, one of my many martial arts teachers over the years, and he, uh, he showed me a lot of different ways to look inward. So I would definitely have to say my uncle on that one. How has mindfulness affected your emotions? It's helped me to realize how deep my emotions actually go mm-hmm. and how to look at situations a little differently and be able to analyze them a lot more. Tell us how breathing is a part of your mindfulness practice, Anthony. And it's funny you say that because I, I have a tendency of holding my breath and uh, it's, it's a bad habit and uh, everything starts with the breath. So the more you're able to control the breath the more you're able to control the rest of your body. And uh, breathing is the end-all, be-all of everything mindfulness anywhere in life. If you could recommend a book on mindfulness, what would it be? Um, I'm currently reading The Science of Self-Realization. It's based off the teachings of the founder of the International Society for Kirshna Consciousness. And um, I just started it, but it's a fantastic read so far. Excellent. Can you share an app? which helps you be more mindful? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was kind of hoping you were going to ask this question. Um, Andy, and I always butcher his name, but uh, Andy Pudicombe, I believe, uh, he's a mindfulness and meditation expert. He's a writer and voice of all things Headspace. And if you go to headspace.com, there's a free app. I recommend this app to everyone because it's great for not only seasoned mindfulness people, but it's also great for beginners because All it takes is 10 minutes a day for 10 days and you get it absolutely free. 
and he's going to walk you through some really, really nice guided meditations. And it's a fantastic way to start your day off. And I recommend that to everyone, the Headspace app. Excellent. What advice would you give a person who is new to the idea of mindfulness, but they'd like to start using it in their life? I would tell them, forget what you think you know, because you have no idea. And try it. It can not hurt to try it. Anthony, how can Mindful Tribe contact you or learn more about what you do? If you just want to head over to me, myself, and I, radio.com, all my information is there. I'm on all the social all the social networks. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I'm constantly checking on those. And um, I also have the show. And all the information is right there. It's me, myself, and I, radio.com. And uh, anybody, feel free to reach out, and um, I'll be glad to answer. Anthony, it's been such a pleasure to have you on the show today and to talk with you about your uh, take on mindfulness. Do you have some parting words of wisdom that you could share with us about mindfulness and how to use that to help us in our lives? You know, basically, I like to tell everybody to uh, control the controllable. As for the rest, keep on flowing and just be. Okay, bye now. Thank you so much for joining us today on Mindfulness Mode. For insightful blog articles and show notes for every episode, check out mindfulnessmode.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you could help us out by clicking on the iTunes link on our website and leave a rating and review. In appreciation, I'll mention you at the top of an upcoming show. Till next time, Mindful Tribe, use what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.